Good morning and welcome to episode 80, everybody. 88-0. Thank you for being here. My guest today is Ju Wan. He is a graphic designer and lettering artist out of New York City. He is currently working at an independent publishing company in their children's division. He recently had his first book that he designed and worked on published, and he got to hold it in his hands. So that is cool, and he tells us what that was like. He also talks about a project that he started called 365 Days of Hand Lettering. Every single day for a year, he did a new hand lettering piece and shared it on his Instagram. He talks about his favorite ones, his favorite days, I guess you could say, out of the 365. And uh, he also talks about ones that he was kind of like, meh, not really interested in. He also talks about Chalk Wall Wednesday, which I thought was kind of cool. Juan also shares a story with us about this first published book of his and how he kind of made a bit of a mistake early on in setting up the file for print. I'll let him tell the story, but it's colors labeled wrong, it's layers, and I'll let him explain it better than me. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get into this one. Juan is newish to the design full-time game, but he's got some stories to share and some interesting things to say. So let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, Juan. Here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field. And we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? Juan, thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Hey, man. I'm happy to have you here. Um, I'm going to start with the toughest question first. You know, rip the Band-Aid off. Briefly tell the listeners about yourself. All right. My name is Juan. I'm a graphic designer and hand lettering artist. I'm born and raised from Philadelphia area. Mm -hmm. I moved to New York City less than a year ago, uh, where I took a full-time job at Workman Publishing as a designer for their children's team. Uh, Workman Publishing is an independent publishing company, um, mostly known for the books called Brain Quest, uh, mm-hmm. Paint by Stickers, and Indestructibles. Um, but in, on my free time, I like to do a lot of hand lettering. Got it. Also doing freelance hand lettering and things like that. Um, when Sorry, when did you move to New York? Uh, a little less than a year ago. Okay. Um, so I think November of 2018. Got it. And whereabouts are you living in New York? Uh, I live in Brooklyn. Right on. Whereabouts? We're in Brooklyn? Uh, Bed-Stuy. Got it. I don't know that area, but we were just recently, uh, well, I say recently, but a couple of years ago, we were in Williamsburg. Okay. And just love it. Love New York. Yeah. I've said it a bunch. Yeah, got to get back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, come visit. (laughs) Cool, man. So I want to go back even further than that and your recent move and your time. I want to ask about your time in Philadelphia, your childhood. Um, Do you feel that you had a creative childhood that led you down this career path? Yeah, absolutely. My parents have been very supportive with this. Uh, my mom actually grew up uh, grew up and went to college for art, actually. Um, cool. uh, so, like, I had that, and my parents were very supportive and, like, bought me Legos and, like, bought me, like, all the drawing supplies. And 
my whole family was very artistic. Um, mm -hmm. I'm the youngest of three. I have an older brother and older sister. Um, and funny enough, my parents and my whole family agrees that out of the three of us, I'm the least artistic and I'm the only <laughs> one that pursued art. <laughs> That's funny hilarious. Enough. So yeah, when I declared that like, hey, like I want to be a graph designer, um, like because I was debating between being an engineer or a graph yeah. designer. And then I just jumped over to a graph designer and they're like, are you sure you want to pursue art? <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? Are you really? <laughs> but, I mean, they're supportive about it. They're like, all right, if that's what you want, you know, we want you to pursue something you're happy about. Um, mm -hmm. So they've been full support and they're happy with where I'm at right now. That's great. So they were very supportive of the arts early on um, and your mom was involved in art. What was your dad up to? Uh, my dad went to... Uh, Bible college. Okay. Um, so, my dad also like sang too. So like he's like a very good singer in our family. So that's kind of like the whole creative like spark from our whole family. Got it. So that all the arts are really involved in it. You've got some singing. You've got the you know art focus, the painting focus. Yep. Got it. Absolutely. Um. Or what did your uh, siblings end up in getting into? Uh, so my sister's a teacher. Okay. And my brother works in the corporate world, working in HR. <laughs> Got it. Okay, so you definitely you chose the arts path. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. It's funny that uh, you know your parents are saying you weren't the you were the least artistic, but here you are. <laughs> yeah. That's just great. consistency and some passion. Right? <laughs> there you go. Just fire it up. Yep. Um, can you? I want to go back to see if you have a moment in your childhood when you were getting going with this creative where you first where you started noticing design or art out in the world what did you first start seeing yes so i guess my first like introduction to design was probably when i was in middle school uh, mm -hmm. my sister uh went to school and minored in communications and brought home adobe cs3 i think maybe okay uh, i don't remember cs3 or 4 i was like uh but like i just messed around with that like all the time just because i found like fun out of it and just like my parents helped me buy books from Barnes and Noble, like with CS3 or CS4 tutorials. And like, mm -hmm. I've just been working on that. Um, so that's kind of like where I really started like getting introduced to like the programs. And then from there, like I was more interested in design and like um, figured out all the different like design tools, mm -hmm. like early on in middle school, I think maybe sixth or seventh grade. So I started really early. <laughs> yeah, that is early for sure. And so you mastered the program before your sister then. <laughs> maybe i mean she doesn't use it anymore so yeah that's true doesn't need to no nope. um was there one particular design in that time frame that really spoke to you and you could call you know the most influential of your life so far your career so far uh, uh, i think because i'm so like interested in like type and typography and like mm -hmm. hand lettering like i've always just been interested in like like type all over like whenever I walk down the streets especially now that I'm in New York City I can just walk down like any street and see like nice hand-painted signs or like vintage mosaics I think I just get inspired every day mm -hmm. um, from all the, the rich history within New York even Philadelphia had like rich history with a lot of mm -hmm. um, work like that yeah I noticed it um, when we were in New York too there were some coffee shops like we would just walk into a random coffee shop and there would be this beautiful vintage like old um, oh what's the word I'm looking for collage of tiles you know made uh -huh. out of tile these little tiles and things like that that were put together and man did I ever appreciate those just took pictures of them and stood there looking at them randomly and awkwardly for a little while <laughs> <laughs> yep 
Sign of a tourist. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah, the sign of a tourist. I love it. Yeah, the backpack and the running shoes. That didn't give it away either, right? Um, is there a designer or a brand that you look up to or closely follow? And what is it about them that you like? Yeah. Um, so the designers that I like really look up to, um, it's going to be a mix of hand lettering artists as well. Um, but it's going to be Stefan Kuhn's, like really big into hand lettering, who I who was the reason I started hand lettering um, mm-hmm. two and a half years ago. Um, Ian Bernard, who is also a hand lettering artist and graphic designer, um, both him and Stefan Kuhns um, both create resources that are like great for creatives and the, they really inspire me to like um, push into continuing my uh, skill and continue to be better. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's Will Patterson, who is also a handliner artist, but he does a lot more graphic design. Um, he posts a lot of stuff on YouTube and tutorials and current design trends, and those things are very helpful that I watch all the time as well. Gotcha. Yeah, the YouTube is um, an amazing place to to go to for tools and guidance. Um, you know, when you're getting into hand lettering, and even when you're fully into it, um, just to really expand your skill set. Yeah, absolutely. Got it. Okay. Story time. Story time, Juwan. All right, let's go. <laughs> um, the next few questions I have take you down part of your career where you learned some lessons, you made some mistakes, as we all do. Um, and I really want to pull those out, and I want to share those with um, with the audience, with the listeners, and um, you know, share the lesson that you learned in that. So what has been the most challenging time in your design career so far? Why was it challenging, and how did you get through it? Man, that's a tough question because like I'm so new to the design experience because um, mm-hmm. I've only been in the field for technically like two or three years maybe not even because mm-hmm. um, I graduated from college two years ago mm-hmm. so I've only been in the workforce or design field for two years um, so I think the struggle was just starting like yep. figuring out like a place like that I belong because coming straight out of college you like you learn a little bit of everything, but you don't know exactly which career path within design you want to go down because um, mm-hmm. there's so many different options within like branding, packaging, or like print, web. So like I think that was like a struggle of figuring out like, all right, I got this degree, now mm-hmm. what do I do with it? <laughs> well, you've totally like launched into hand lettering, so you've almost automatically started niching yourself down um, early on. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I started hand lettering my senior year of college. Um, probably the worst time to do it because I was so busy <laughs> trying to graduate. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, during that senior year, like I decided, like, um, well, yeah, I want to pick up lettering. And then I decided to go even crazier and do this project called 365 Days of Hand Lettering, where every single day I do lettering, like, and I'd do it within that day, like, so I wouldn't cheat and do it all in one day like on Sunday and do for all seven mm-hmm. so I would do it every single day and not cheat uh, and somehow I didn't miss a day got it all 365 days um, so that's like a huge accomplishment <laughs> um, and I can definitely see that progress that's crazy 365 <laughs> days straight of hand lettering yeah dude you're nuts man that was awesome um, yeah, that's, okay so yeah. tell me about the challenging days during that that campaign that process like what did you wake up every morning just jacked up to get some done, to get put it together, or did you really have to pull yourself to it some days? Uh, it's a mix of both. You know, sometimes I just had, like, inspiration. I'm just, like, really passionate. just wanted to do, like, lettering before any of my other, like, projects or any other things I had during that day. Mm-hmm. Other days I knew it was a priority to get something else done, and 
like lettering was a kind of an afterthought. Just that consistency of doing it at least every day, like really helped get me in that mindset. Um, especially giving myself like a time constraint like that, um, I think it just <laughs> helped me flow more creative juices and just be able to think quicker with mm-hmm. being able to solve creative problems quicker. Oh yeah, so you think on your feet a little bit, right? Yeah, absolutely. So is there one particular one? Okay, I'm going to go two sides with this. Is there right. what day? out of the 365 is your least favorite do you have a least favorite uh, there's definitely a couple in there uh, <laughs> actually there might be a lot <laughs> because there, there's those days where like because i was in my senior year of college and like i had like a big final or a big like project that i had to get done and maybe i pulled an all-nighter mm-hmm. or whatever and like well i'm just gonna grab this like nice calligraphy pen write down one word take a picture post it all right we're done <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's those days and um plenty of those days <laughs> okay so on the other side then there's got to be one that stands out as your absolute favorite oh absolutely i know which one okay um, tell, tell me which one i don't know the day exactly but it's definitely one so this was after i graduated and okay. um i went home and i had a passion for like chalk for some reason okay um, so funny enough like i got into chalk lettering because of this book that i bought mm-hmm. and and funny enough that company that made the book is where i work right now nice <laughs> so like i didn't even notice until like i went to, in for the interview went into their office and like i own that book that started like chalk lettering for me full uh, circle man i know um but it's definitely one of my chalk lettering pieces that i've done um, because i came home and decided to paint a chalk wall in my room. So I was able to make huge scale like chalk murals like all over my room. So like I think there was a point where I did chalk wall Wednesday. So every Wednesday I do a chalk wall. And during that time I learned a lot. So like all my chalk pieces are probably my favorite. That's great. Chalk wall Wednesday. Yep. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Since I moved to Brooklyn, I don't have a chalk wall. <laughs> oh, you gotta get a chalk wall now. No, nah, I don't know if I can with the landlord and stuff like that in New York City. <laughs> Shh, just don't tell him. Just yeah. our secret, okay? Um, all right, Joanne, I want you to take us to a specific design or a project that you have been a part of um, that you feel did not go well or bring the desired result. And what was that like? Yeah, so yeah, early in my career, I'm definitely still learning a lot. Um, yeah. So trying to figure out the whole process of um, just being a designer, um, and so for this publishing company that I worked at, or mm-hmm. that I'm working at, um, this is my first publishing company that I worked with ever. Never created a book mm-hmm. a full scale like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first book that I was ever given <clears throat> was a 400 page Truth or Dare book, oh, and it's two color printing, which I've never done. I've always done four color printing, mm-hmm. so I just never knew how to set the file correctly. Um, so we went through like months and months of like my design. No one's ever touched my file except me. And then when they had to go to production, apparently I set up my whole file wrong and I had to re- change everything. Oh, so man. Four colored, two colors, and like trying to figure out the CMYK, the Pantone, and like a lot of issues. And we were on a tight deadline. Yeah. Um, so, like, that was definitely a big learning curve. Um, and I was definitely able to learn a lot. And a, a lot of people in that company were able to help me out and give me like pointers and just really be helpful. Um, so the book actually got printed. It's done. It'll be in stores in August. So it's going to be great. That's cool, man. Um, so I want to dissect that a little bit. When you say you set up the file wrong, can you, can you speak more specifically to that? What, what pieces of that, um, 
were incorrect because I think there's some great knowledge in there um, that I want to crack open for for some listeners. Yeah, yeah. So most files are set up like for printing CMYK four colored, mm-hmm. um, but this book was only two colors. So I had to specifically go and make sure no other colors were in there than the two color, two Pantone colors that I was using. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there's any other colors in there, it could potentially not show up or print. Um, so I had to just double check and go through the pre-flights and the printing uh, checkup or something. Mm-hmm. I forget what it's called exactly. Um, yeah. So you had basically you had um, you had your Pantones in there, but you also had CMYK elements, and you had a lot of you know, over 400 pages, you had a lot of, of, of mix and variety in there where you had mm-hmm. to go through and properly specify the layers, properly specify the colors and spec it all in their print production. Absolutely. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any issues with bleeds or crossovers or anything like that? Oh yeah. There's definitely the gutter had a lot of problems too, because, um, my design had a, like a diagonal go straight across, but Ooh, because yep. of they, you know, to make sure the diagonals like cross correctly, we had to do a lot of changing with the bleeds and the gutter, and uh, that was a little bit of a nightmare as well. <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah. But that's that's a learning curve that I think you you can't you can't teach it. Mm-hmm. You have to experience it, screw it up, and then it, it it works, and then you make the connection, right? Yeah, it's all about making mistakes to grow. Hundred percent. All I did. If all I did was do everything right, I won't learn anything. Failures for the win, man. Failures yep. for the win. Um, so my next question turns it around a little bit and gets to a happy place. Um, I want you to take us to a story and tell us about a project that you have been a part of that you are the most proud of so far. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned it already. It's going to absolutely be my 365 days of hand lettering just because it just it's just a crazy project to do every single day for a whole year. Just mm-hmm. that, like, it's just a very long duration. And especially that I didn't give up on it. Um, like really showed like how passionate I was about it. Mm-hmm. And just also seeing the growth that like, like I can go back on my Instagram. That's the whole reason I started my lettering Instagram, um, was just to post my project on there just, just for myself, just to mm-hmm. see the progress. Um, but now, um, I've been connecting with people like all over, like, the world with lettering um, just because of this project that I started and just being able to jump into hand lettering because of this project. Um, so yeah, and I've been able to explore different options of hand lettering as well because that 365 days wasn't just me doing one style. It was me figuring out what type of hand lettering I like to do where, and that's kind of where I explored chalk um, and a lot of different mediums. Mm-hmm. It was a sort of a forced method of experimenting. Yeah, right? absolutely. So that you force yourself to do that. Um, can you speak a little bit more about the the growth that you experienced and, and some of the other good things that have happened since you started that project and finished that project? Yeah. So, I mean, it didn't only grow in just lettering. Um, mm-hmm. It also helped me like with time management. Obviously, if I wanted to spare a little bit of time every day, I'd have to uh, organize my day a little bit just to get it done, especially for bigger projects like like a chalk wall. That's for sure. Um, they want. I wanted to make sure I do it within that day and not cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I had to be able to manage my time and then be able to edit the photo or take the photo like with a nice camera. Or, um, so just that. And then also, like I mentioned earlier, just being able to think quick on my feet and think of ideas quickly or be able to like manage all my ideas that I have because sometimes I come up with too many ideas and have to organize it or I come up with no ideas and have to think yep. of something. <laughs> yeah, where's that happy medium? Come on. 
<laughs> I know. Gotcha here. And the um, the other uh, thing I wanted to bring up is when that book that you mentioned is going to be on the shelf sometime in August, your first book that you designed. Yes. Um, you're obviously going to go pick that up and share that with the family and, you know, proud dad moment, right? Yeah, I actually already have the first like copy. Um, it's been in the warehouse since like June, I believe. Okay. Um, so I got the first copy of that. Um, I was actually on vacation. Um, and then I came back and it was just on my desk. I'm like, what? It's real. <laughs> That's cool. So what was that feeling like when you've got your hands, your, you know, you go through all of this process, a huge learning curve and, and a challenging point in your career where you take this massive lesson of how to set up files, um, doing your first book, going from that to having the finished printed book sitting on your desk, coming back into the office. What is that feeling like? Uh, it was great. Um, you know, just running my fingers through all the pages and like seeing how like my hard work was like on each single page, especially being 400 pages. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously I took tons of pictures, posted on Instagram, shared with my friends. Every time yeah. I, like, uh, my friends like asked me about the book, I was like, I have it right here in my backpack. You want to see it? <laughs> Yo, so, want to see my book? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, go to the copyright section. It has my name in it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to sound like an odd question, but did you smell it? I did. hundred percent. You have I to. I know. Got to smell that fresh paper smell. <laughs> smell that fresh paper, smell that ink, just the whole thing. Yeah. I love Running it. my fingers through each of the pages, making sure the ink looked nice. Of course. <laughs> That's awesome. And was that printed locally or overseas? Well, it was printed in Canada. Oh, really? Where? Do you know where? I'm not really sure where. It just said printed in Canada is what I had to put in my design. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That's awesome. <laughs> yep. Um, That's great. Okay. So... I want to ask a more practical question now. Um, and what is one design product, tool, website, or community that you just can't live without? This one's easy uh, because I'm so big into hand lettering. Uh, I'm going to say Procreate for the iPad Pro. Yeah. Uh, I, sometimes I find myself like just on regular pencil and paper, like just trying to undo <laughs> like with the short command like I do on Procreate. And I've talked <laughs> to like other lettering artists and they're like, yeah, I, I do that all the time. Or like, I hope I can like just like circle it and like move it over when I'm working on paper. <laughs> so it's definitely like very common within the lettering community of where like we all just are too used to procreate. And when and when we switch over to pencil, it's like, well, I wish I had this. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had the move tool or the quick erase or something. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Yeah. That's a great one. Um, so now's the time of the show for the ask it forward question. I have a question for you from my previous guest, and you have an opportunity to ask a question of the next guest. I'm not going to tell you who they are, but you can ask them anything. So the question that I have from my previous guest, sorry, I should tell you who that was. Uh, My previous guest was Emily Chung. She's a freelance graphic designer and lettering artist out of Vancouver. So there you go. Um, And she wanted to ask you, what is the best thing you have designed by accident <laughs> man <laughs> oh man this thing I've designed by accident mm-hmm. can it be lettering based be whatever you want alright perfect um, so there's definitely times especially like on my chalk wall where I just love just like go for going freehand um, and just like sometimes I just go over the random shape maybe or just like maybe that'll look good and just like starting from like just the baseline. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I can see everything now. I can see like what I can do next. And just like very like, I'm on a good flow. Um, so definitely like one of my chalk walls that I've created. 
I don't so, can't think of a specific design project. So one of the one of the chalk walls where you kind of started with an idea, but then as you went on, that idea went away, and you just accidentally kind of put together something that was amazing in the end. Yeah, yeah. So I think because usually when I do my chalk walls, I like sketch it out and procreate. Mm-hmm. I take a picture of the wall and sketch it out just to see the space and everything. Um, but I think I just like, well, I don't like this idea. Let's just well, I'm gonna record it now because I'm running out of time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I went and started just drawing the shape and then I, I like stippling too on chalk, which apparently people think that's crazy. Um, so I, I was just stippling a shape and it ended up being a diamond shape. Um, it's actually my chalk wall that says your promise never left my side. And I just started drawing mountains and rivers and just like, just going at it. Um, and that was definitely not my original idea. <laughs> it was not a diamond or mountains or, cause I don't usually illustrate like things other than just letters. Yeah. Uh, so I, apparently I was just in a adventurous mood for mountain rivers. That's awesome. That's a great one. I loved it. Um, what is your question for my, the, my next guest that you'd like me to ask the next guest? All right. Yeah. Um, so my question would be, um, was there a specific moment in your design career where you knew you chose the right career path? And I'm just curious because I'm still kind of early in my career, but I definitely know this is the avenue for me, and this is something I'm passionate about, especially within design and lettering. Um, so I just want to see like where other people were within their design career and where their yeah. aha moment was. So was there a specific moment in your career where you knew for sure you picked mm-hmm. the right path? Yep. Got it. Man, you made it to the end of the podcast. <laughs> I did it. Cruise through. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show today, man. I really appreciate your time and thank you for being here. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Quickie Podcast. Please head over to iTunes and leave that review. I love reading them. I love seeing them. They make me smile. They make me feel warm. Have a great day and I will see you tomorrow morning. Take care.